Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. It is Wednesday, March the 13th. I got up super early again this week to record this podcast. I've been really leaving it to the last minute here because yes, the podcast gets released Wednesday morning. So, oh my gosh. And quite honestly, there are a few things on my mind right now, but I know exactly what I want to talk about this week because this topic seems to be on everyone's mind right now in one way, shape, or form. Now, As we all know, it's March. It still feels like winter for many of us, especially if you live in Ottawa, like where I live or anywhere in Canada, it has been so cold. The season is about to change and motivation to treat our body and minds in a loving and kind way has been completely thrown out the window. Even even motivations for like our job and to do regular tasks just seems to feel overwhelming. At least it feels overwhelming to me and people within my circle of friends and within my community. And it just seems hard to find the energy. So if you feel this way, you're not alone. Motivation and how one finds motivation at this time of year is difficult. You're not alone. I get it. I feel it. Maybe that's why I'm leaving this recording to the very last second for my podcast. I've been I've been taking more time to just relax and like turn my mind off instead of planning ahead for the show. However, that being said, I I I am there is a level of motivation right now. It ebbs and flows, but I am motivated in life. And I want to get into it because I see motivation a lot differently now than ever before. And simply put, motivation is, okay, okay, let's just actually define motivation. It is, according to the dictionary, it's the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way, okay? That's not news to anybody. We all do things for different reasons. We get inspired in different ways. We get excited. We have high motivational months and low ones. This is all common practice. It is, it's a common pa- pra- like pattern, I should say, for many, many people to experience. We all, you know, like different things and we also like behaving in different ways, right? So what works for one person may not work for another and vice versa. We are, we were never meant to be put into a motivation box. You know, the world throws, um, many things at us every single day and it's it's impossible for us all to live in the same size box so i'm dedicating this entire podcast to help you see a different perspective on motivation okay i want to sort of share this now i want to touch on mindset i want to touch on awareness i want i think it's super important to touch on our beliefs about ourselves so your belief about yourself and what you want and why you want it, okay? 
So last week, um, the podcast, if you listen to it, the podcast was all about you and I answered questions that you gave me through my Instagram. And the number one question I said this last week was, how do you stay motivated? People were asking me how I stay motivated in various ways. And yes, I did answer that on the podcast last week. I also wrote a blog post about it on my Instagram, my latest Instagram post. So go check that one out if you want. But um, because it's such a big topic right now, I want to expand on it a little bit more here and share with you all my perspectives on why I treat my body the way I do and why I feel motivation comes easily to me year round. Okay. Am I saying that I treat my body perfectly? Yes, no, maybe. First of all, attaching a label like perfect to anything is opening a giant can of judgment. (laughs) And judgment is in the eye of the beholder, okay? However, I will say I have started to really figure it out. I'm figuring out how to treat my body really, really great. And I want to shed some light on this because it's working for me big time. And I believe it will work for anyone who is looking for a shift in their life too and who is looking for long lasting motivation to change the way they feel about themselves. Second of all, I'm a human being with a busy schedule. I have big goals and like many of you listening, I don't always have a ton of energy. Okay, I do have moments where I just don't feel like going to the gym, I don't feel like working out or eating healthy or staying disciplined. And I think I might want to talk about that word later because there's a lot, there's a lot of punch behind the word discipline to me. But I I don't always feel like focusing on my health and wellness. This is all normal. It's all part of the balance and the pendulum swing of life. This is also not what I'm talking about when it comes to motivation, okay? All of these things are part of the pendulum swing. It is not part of motivation. I I figured out sort of a formula, for lack of a better word. In fact, I hate that word formula. I Like a system or a way of being that is changing my perspective on health. That is what I want to share with you. In addition to that, this is kind of a blanket statement, but March is sort of a weird time of year. It's a time of year... Uh, where I've heard this many times from many places, it's kind of interesting, but it's the time of year where New Year's resolutions are fizzling out, okay? Also, people are starting to think of summer and becoming more self-conscious about how they look and what they've accomplished over the winter, okay? And there's a lot of judgment there. This winter was long and cold. (laughs) This year was... It was hard even to leave the house sometimes. I get it. I get it. So even though spring is like almost quote unquote in the air, we don't feel good. A lot of us don't feel good. So this is why I think I'm getting all the questions and everyone's kind of in the same boat right now. So how does one build the momentum to get the ball rolling in the right direction when it comes to our health and wellness? (laughs) You know, I was at this book launch last weekend. I really want to talk about this. I was at this book launch for an old friend of mine. His name is Kelly Dell. Uh, Kelly has a PhD in population health, I believe. And he is um, 
a mental performance consultant. I'm reading this right now off this book who specializes in sustainable fitness. Okay. He's awesome. Love this guy. We, we actually did a podcast together. So if you haven't listened to it, I strongly suggest that you go back and have a listen. The podcast episode is called Fit by Feel with Dr. Kelly Dell. Um, and he has now written a book and the book is called Feel Like It. A makeover, uh, makeover your motivation to move and live happily ever active. Okay. Um, so at this book launch, I was actually the guest of honor because he wrote a chapter on me. Very cool. The chapter is entitled Lessons from the Loyal. Um, and it's a great chapter. It's actually the best chapter <laughs> in the book. I'm just joking. Um, and he talks about how I fell in love with running and how um, what the process was for me to change the way I felt about, about running and, um, what, what the underlying motivation was for me to continue to do it. So get the book, read it. It, It's called Fit by Feel. It's available on Amazon. It's very good. Uh, anyways, um, now like, Kelly and I, I want just to give you a bit of background, we work together at the Ontario Sports Centre in Toronto, uh, based in Toronto, back in my freestyle ski coaching days. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is because Kelly was the first person who ever asked me the question, how do you want to feel? Okay, he's the first person that asked me that question with the intention for me to think about it and for me to start bringing some awareness to how I want to feel. He was one of the first people in my life that planted that seed. The seed that I not only had the choice in how I felt or how I feel, but also to bring awareness to what feels good in my body. So in the beginning, I immediately made the connection that feel is an indicator of whether I will continue to do an activity or a routine or a task or not. (laughs) So before I was always like focusing on how I was feeling in the moment or how I should feel and then beat myself up, beat myself up over it because I wasn't feeling good about myself. (laughs) So I would get motivated and have all this motivation to like be the best version of myself, but then literally five minutes later be defeated and feel less than. So at the time, I never actually had the perspective to even consider how I wanted to feel, okay? I was always like judging the feeling in the moment. Um, so I challenge you right now to think about that for a second. How do you want to feel? How do you want to feel in your life right now? What feeling in your body do you want to be experiencing? Okay. And when it comes to being active and working on your fitness goals, oftentimes we try to fit ourselves into the fitness box. So we look to health professionals for advice and we work with personal trainers and to get us into shape. And and yes, this method does work for some people, but Is it working for you long-term? How do you feel about your fitness program? What is your relationship to fitness in the first place? And that's like the topic that Kelly and I talk about the most. 
is that relationship piece. The relationship side is key, the key ingredient. This is what I started to talk about in the previous episode when I was asked what motivates you. And I started to say that, you know, no, I'm not always motivated, but let's take a look at that even deeper. What does your relationship with motivation even mean right now? What does it look like? Is 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 it a positive term? Is it negative? There's no right or wrong answers here. Um, if you're not motivated, does that mean you're less than? Does that mean you're bad or you should feel guilty and punish yourself? Okay. Is there any room for possibility to give yourself some compassion for this time of year and for what you're going through? Okay. We are all going through our own internal battles and facing our own adversities. And this space can be a trap. It's where we get stuck when we're going through these battles and we're not giving ourselves compassion, okay? This is when we get stuck in the emotional body, okay? And when I'm emotional, I feel less motivated. And what I found is that the more I gave myself compassion, the more I heal from past experiences with fitness. So, you know, like the self-bullying and the judgments about my fitness failures and about my body type and how I look, etc. blah, blah, blah. In other words, I, I started to forgive myself for all the nasty ways I treated my body. And I realized that I want to feel good about fitness. I want... I, to feel good about my body. In fact, I took that 10 steps even further and started to recognize that I want to feel good in all aspects of my life. So here we go. The practice of awareness brought my attention to how I speak to myself. This isn't news to anybody. How I treat myself on a daily basis and my beliefs about what or who I should be. Okay, and the result was that my thoughts and behaviors were very unloving. Through awareness, I could see that. I've talked about this all the time. I was a huge asshole to myself most of the time. I would never admit that ever, 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 okay? Back then, never admit that in real life because that would pick at the ego and threaten my self-importance. So like deep down, I knew that in order for me to stop yo-yo fitness regimes, and yo-yo dieting, let's just call it like a yo-yo health and wellness regime, I needed to improve my relationship with myself and my relationship to fitness, okay? Huge piece. So that's what I did. And this probably, like I said, isn't the first time that you've heard me talking about it. In fact, I feel like I talk about it all the time because loving yourself is the key to everything, everything. We've been conditioned our whole lives to believe that we should be, we should put others ahead of us, you know? And if we put ourselves first, we're selfish. And with this, we give our power away to the world all around us. We give our power away, okay? How can we be motivated when we're giving ourselves away? We punish ourselves repeatedly for this. And repetition, this repetition, changes the way we think. We begin to believe we are, you know, never going to be fit or that this is so hard or that I'm a lazy couch potato or whatever your story is, whatever the story is. Mine was super friggin' harsh. 
Okay. I called myself a lazy fat fucking slob multiple times a day. So many times. Well, guess what? When a person calls themselves a lazy fat fucking slob over and over again, guess what they become or guess what actions they start to adopt from that. Okay. And that wasn't the only thing I said. There was a ton of other very unloving ways I spoke to myself. But is that who I am? Was I a fat fucking slob? Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, no. But it took some effort and time and openness to see that the story running through my mind was simply the program of life that I adopted, that I was brought up in, you know, there's no fault, no blame, just the program of life that was like running its course. It was the subconscious movie that was playing in my brain all the time. And, you know, this movie wasn't right. It wasn't wrong. It just was. That's the way I was living, the subconscious program. Okay, you see, we pick up on so much emotional garbage along the way and we hold on to it and it becomes part of the real and we acquire knowledge and use it to manipulate everything along the way. So we learn to be right and make everyone else wrong. Okay, how good does it feel to be right? How good does it feel to make someone else wrong? Okay, think about that. This goes back to the ego because being right fills ourselves of fills our sense of self-importance. So when we are right, we feel good. When we make someone else wrong, we feel superior to them and therefore we're better than them in that moment. We feel good. So why am I saying all this and how does it relate back to motivation for our own personal health and wellness? Well, to start, I will say that the root of my motivation now to lead a healthy and well-balanced lifestyle is self-love and self-appreciation, okay? And I'm not talking about the pretend versions of this, you know, like the self-love that I pretended to have because the thought of not loving myself challenged my ego to defend its position, <laughs> okay? So so um, when someone would ask me, for example, do you love yourself? How much love do you have? I'd be like, oh, I have tons. Oh yeah, I love myself, you know? That's the pretend. That was the pretend because deep down, all of those you fat fucking slob things were were actually the real the real way I treated myself. That's not loving at all, okay? I'm talking about the actual work that I put in daily to show myself appreciation and to show myself love for all things Elisa, okay? For example, and again, this is where my motivation is rooted. I tell myself I love myself every day, you know? We've talked about this. I have asked you many times to tell yourself this message too. Tell yourself you love yourself right now. This is critical. I compliment myself every day. When I'm in the shower, I wash my body and tell, tell it how much I appreciate it and love everything about, about it and what it's done for me. And I take time and I make time to do this. I say things out loud. I've asked you to do this as well. Do you do it? Yes or no? It doesn't really actually matter. I'm just telling you this is... This is the examples of love that I show to myself. I practice loving myself in the same ways that I show my love for other people. I do things for myself. I laugh at myself. I think of ways that my body, my mind, my spirit, my essence would benefit. And I, and I, and I, and I 
put that love and I give myself those things. I put that love into, into my body and my mind. And I've committed myself to myself. <laughs> you know, I recognized, this is a big thing. I recognize and with resistance because this recognition was not fucking easy, but I recognized that I needed to improve my relationship to me. So that is what I chose to do. We can all benefit from improving our relationship to ourselves, even in the smallest of ways. But I chose to do that every day and I choose to do that every day still. Like I am constantly working on my relationship to myself. So day after day, I do the little things like the compliments, like the I love yous, like the body appreciation, so that my mindset continues to shift into this positive, loving space. And in doing this, my fitness and activity level all of a sudden became a priority, if you want to call it that. It became something that was a complement to this love. Why? Because I wanted to treat my body in the best possible way and give it everything it needs to thrive. Now, people call this motivation, but I call it self-love. Okay, that is the root. Okay, so I started to pay attention, to pay attention to what I was putting into my body on a daily basis. Why? Because I would eat things, feel like shit, feel lazy and lethargic. Now I would have gas, I would get constipated, break out in acne, I would get sick, gain weight, or like experience serious bloating. And I clued in that food, the food I was eating, had a direct correlation with how I felt, okay? And I don't want to feel bloated, lazy, and gross, okay? Do you Do you want to feel bloated, lazy, and gross? <laughs> to me, like, it is unloving to do that to myself. It puts me in a terrible mental space, and eating shitty food that doesn't agree with me only keeps me in a place of self-loathing and drama, okay? I started to pay attention to that. It causes drama and stress in my body. Also, I started to pay attention to my sleep, okay? I make sleep a priority. I recognize that I'm the type of person that needs eight hours a night to live, to live my best life. <laughs> so, so I don't often schedule things late at night. Yes, life happens. Yes, some nights I get two hours of sleep, three, four, five, okay? That's part of that's part of the balance i get that it's part of life but in a perfect world if i'm looking at my the things how, how i want to feel how i can love myself the most i go to bed early i even i bought those $500 sheets that i spoke about yesterday on my instagram and oh my gosh i had hundreds of messages of people shocked that i would spend that kind of money honestly i was a bit shocked at myself for buying them too <laughs> but it was a, like well worth the investment i sleep like an angel on a cloud. It's important to me to put myself in the best possible space, the best possible position to make sleep a priority, period. Okay? Does anyone have kids listening to this podcast today? Or if you don't have kids, uh, maybe you know people who are parents who absolutely adore their kids. They love them. They love them so much. And in loving them, you know, they feed their kids really good quality food. 
They also make sure their kids sleep super well. You know, they give their kids routines, um, positive routines, expose them to sports, have them play. Because what happens when kids don't get enough sleep? Okay, there's drama. What happens when kids eat too much sugar or sit around the house all day? You know, they get hyper, annoyed, restless. They don't listen. They can't focus. They make bad decisions. They change. Okay, they develop patterns that that are what? <laughs> you decide. Well, guess what? Adults are the exact same. We are the exact same way. But our ego just denies this. Our ego manipulates the way we see what's actually happening. So why don't we provide ourselves with the best food and the best sleep and move, okay? Parents love their kids and they want them to grow up with these healthy eating habits, but then they choose to deny themselves the same practices. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I never thought of it that way. Someone talked to me about that and I was like, oh my God, it's totally true. You know, uh, I another sort of like story I want to talk about is like, I used to be obsessed with the show, The Biggest Loser. In fact, I have this dream and I still do that I want to, I want to develop um, a space very similar to The Biggest Loser. I would do it differently. The Biggest Loser is a show. It's a weight loss show where contestants would come in and lose weight. Okay. Um, I think I watched like 10 seasons straight. <laughs> I don't watch the show anymore. I don't actually own a television anymore. Um, but anyways, I used to love it because I, at the time when I was watching it, I used to weigh 230 pounds and I envied the contestants who were able to like turn their lives around and lose all the weight. I was fascinated with this journey. And what I started to notice in the show is that every single person had a story. Okay. And when that story was revealed, changed, it was always at different times in their journey of losing the weight, but every single person was digesting more than just food. So they were holding on to some sort of trauma from the past and some sort of story that they were reliving and punishing themselves over and over again because of it, okay? So these contestants who were able to find compassion for the trauma in their lives and see that they no longer were living in that moment of the trauma, that moment the trauma occurred and could love and let go, those were the ones who could keep the weight off forever. Okay. So with the self-love and the self-compassion incorporated into, you know, the lifestyle changes and the, um, they like the lifestyle changes became easier because of the self-love and compassion. They were able to change their story. They changed the way they treated themselves and ultimately changed the program in which they lived their lives. We're all living in a program. What does yours look like? Okay, I that's a, I constantly bring awareness to that within my life. It is so important. So I loved watching these transformations, but at the time, I personally wasn't ready to put in the work to love myself. Okay, so I kept yo-yoing. I would swing back and forth and back and forth with my motivation because it was rooted with the notion that I needed to be more fit and I needed to be skinny and look good and be print a princess, like a model or whatever. It was like rooted with an external pressure. So I never knew that I had the power to change this. I would, yeah, I would see the change in others 
However, I was in my box. I was in my movie and I felt stuck. Okay. I had no idea that changing the mindset and the way I loved myself would make everything easier. I had no idea. In fact, I was afraid to even try because my comfort zone was, was so comfortable and like, I didn't like my comfort zone was, was almost a failure, that failure place. You know, I would get something, do I would be motivated and then I would fail at it and go back. I kept going back to the story. I kept going back to the way I used to live. I'd be motivated for a minute and keep kept going back. Okay? Like, wow. I didn't have the tools or the strategy to love myself. I didn't know how. Okay, so again, I believed that if I was only thinner or more fit or looked sexier, that I would be happy. You know that place where like you're projecting yourself in the future? If only this, I would be happy. This future place out there, I'd be happy. Only in that space could I possibly even consider to love myself. So I always thought like, you know, it's the chicken. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, I always thought that like being skinny would make me love myself. Does this resonate with anyone listening? You know, I do talk about this often, but not necessarily in this way. Because at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know my own power, you know? <laughs> and and Kelly, going back to Kelly Dell, he references a quote in his book by Albert Einstein. This is such a cool quote. It is crazy powerful. Um, and it goes like this. Uh... Everybody is a genius. This is an Albert Einstein quote, okay? Everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Okay? I'm going to say it again. Everybody is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. So this quote resonated so much with me because I was the fish and I judged myself for my inability to climb a tree and therefore I felt like a failure my whole life, okay? There are so many little nuggets in this book that I 100% have to have Kelly back on the show, okay? To talk about it. So Kelly, if you're listening right now, you gotta come back on. (laughs) Let's get into it even deeper, (laughs) okay? But back to the message here, what changed that? What changed the judgment? Okay, Um, well, I started to shift the way I feel about myself. And now my motivation for all things is rooted with love. So I go to the gym three to five times a week, roughly, and I run. I love the way running feels. I maintain a healthy diet because I love the way my body feels when I make good food choices for my body. Okay, what good means to each body is different. What feels good in my body might not feel good in your body, okay? It's up to you to put some effort to figure that out. My diet is constantly evolving. It changes as I change. I pay attention. I'm motivated by feel. You know, some movements um, feel good some days and they don't other days. This is okay. Like at the gym, I switch things up. I change the way I run. I change my patterns. I do yoga. I walk. You know, this is evolving. I, I, I am, again, motivated by feel, the feeling I want to have in my life. So when I don't feel good, I take time to reflect on my choices. I, no, you know, not every time. Sometimes I'm like, 
really deep in the bad feeling before I like wake up and snap out of it. I'm like, oh man, but I don't hold on to them because it's okay to feel off sometimes. We need to give ourselves compassion for those off times too. I just went through like a massive downswing and that's okay. It's part, it's part of it. This is how I grow. This is how I figure out how I want to feel. It's the space where I learn. So I learn how to love myself differently every single day. And it's from this place that my motivation comes easily and without resistance. Isn't that interesting? Like, isn't that motivating in itself? My motivation comes from the heart. It comes from my passion to lead and to live a healthy life. And it feels natural. Okay. So I feel like this podcast sort of went in a million directions. I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here. And I, I, I really hope that what I've said has planted a seed in your life, or maybe the seed has already been planted somewhere along the way. And this podcast is helping to nourish you and support your new beliefs on life and your journey to self love. Okay. It is the best journey. It is so great. Okay, Uh. (laughs) with that, I'm going to sign off. So thank you so much for holding space for me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I need a review, guys. I need reviews. It will help to, to get other people involved in this podcast and help spread the love. Thank you so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.